to DC Cinematic Minute, a daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And today we're going to be talking about minute number 93 of Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is going to start with Barry Allen saying that he does a very competitive ice dancing. And then the minute is going to end with Batman saying that he's putting together a team. But uh, a lot happens in between that minute, of course. Um, and by a lot happening, it's it's one big moment that happens. And this was probably the biggest uh, spectacle that we saw when we first saw a glimpse of what this Justice League movie was going to look like. Um, we barely saw anything. I know we saw... A quick little clip about the Nightcrawler, but this, as far as special effects, as far as like big Hollywood blockbuster moments, this was the first moment that we saw in the Comic-Con sneak peek back in 2016, and it was a clip of, you know, this exchange between Barry Allen and Batman as they're, you know, he's deducing who he is, and we're showing just kind of like how funny this whole movie can be. And then he throws the batarang, right? This is Bruce Wayne, not in costume, throwing this batarang. Um, ben Affleck, once again, on the screen. And just seeing Ezra Miller, his Barry Allen, interacting with the Ben Affleck Batman that we've come to know. And this entire minute is just that. That whole slow motion sequence of him watching this batarang and doing a little deduction on his own, on his side of things. Um. So this is a this is kind of a big uh, moment for me personally um and f- for for multiple reasons um one being what you just uh, mentioned it just being like the first you know big bigger scene that we got from from the Justice League movie you know years ago Yes yeah and maybe uh because because of that it um it made me feel how I felt uh previously forward oh okay. yeah previously and instead of now so now it's like uh i guess i had like three different like feelings towards this part um the first being like this was the first you know scenes that we got for justice league and then being just like really excited and being like oh yeah that's really cool um but also realizing like okay that was like the first thing that they shot so it seems like it's just kind of like up 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 here you go like just dish it out real quick like here here's here's your taste and that kind of is just like okay i get it so you get excited for like those you know few minutes and it's like this is awesome and then we have a conversation about it the rest of that day and it's like this is really cool but then you know the next day i'm like well i don't get anything else you know like i didn't get the whole movie so it's like that bittersweet moment mm-hmm. um and then i did see it uh in 2017 and it was like yeah okay there it is. There was a, There's the scene. It was, yeah, there, there it is. There it is. And there was some weird music behind it and, uh, you know, silly. Um, joining no, yeah. in with, with, with the general consensus laughter. And then when we saw this version, so kind of this is a two-parter real quick. We saw, we saw this version and I was like, awesome, this is cool. We had the Junkie XL music. And I still kind of fell back to, oh, I've already seen this before. So the... Big fanfare just wasn't really there that much until 
I watched it with my mother for the first time, and she saw this part, and her experience was like, oh, this is, thank you. Her experience in watching this helped me form a new experience seeing yeah. the scene, and that one was incredible. Um, I think because, you know, like I said, seeing it so many years ago being the first, like, sneak peek, it kind of was, you know, the fanfare was lost. Also, the fanfare of what is actually happening in this minute is a little bit lost on me because I've known Bruce Wayne as Batman forever. You know, that's the thing that's like, okay, and and that's always the threshold that you have to get past because the general audience does know that. There's other characters that wouldn't know that. It's a secret identity, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Uphill battle for storytelling. Um, But, like... When my mom was watching it, she got to take all of that in, like, in its pure form. I know that you and I get to talk about our favorite version of Batman is the, you know, mythological, you know, legend, the the horror story, the vampire, you know, the the ghost story that that instills fear into uh, those who seek to be fearful. Is that right? That sounded right. That was cool. Um... Anyway, so, like, we usually have this, like, yeah, we get that idea of Batman being just, like, this secret kind of thing. People just say, like, okay, it's a whisper. But when my mom saw that, and when she sees Barry, like, actually understand that that is a Batarang, and looking back at this man in a Monopoly suit, and is like, (laughs) what?! And then goes back to the battering when he when he does that head turn and looks back at him. My mom, it clicked for her, like it should have. Like it was the most perfect viewership experience that they could have asked for, because she mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, you're Batman." And then he comes back and then he says the line, and she's like, "Yeah, that's great." And I was like, "Mom, like how did you you did that organically? You did that on your own." Yeah. And then that feeling of like. This is this is the myth. This is the comic book character. This is the 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 legend Batman that people you know. He was just a dude in the shadows. He's not supposed to be real. And then her seeing a character put that together, put that thought process of oh, this is a real guy, was like. I mean it. It it took me. 15 plus years to to figure that out as like an adult you know what I mean and, and doing it with with reading material you know and and realizing that that is actually a point of storytelling for the character and my mom seeing it on screen and it being like translated that well for it to be picked up that fast my mom's smart extremely smart don't get me wrong she picks up on movies a lot but a superhero movie it, come on that's just like normal you know, your mom, you'd probably think your mom just wouldn't care. And my mom was yeah. paying attention to it all. And she got it. She got the whole, like, oh, this is a guy that's, he's also a costume dude. It's also a secret identity. This is a dude that has a secret identity trying to confront a guy with a secret identity. And it's like, look, man, we got a secret. Let's go hang out. And, like, yeah. picking up on it that quick, it was pretty good. So this scene in general, great, always good. I really i mean body language is key in this scene um and i think this scene is like great to just dissect minute but this is a great minute by minute scene 
This is this is a great is like a isolated great. minute. This is it really is the way that you described it, the way that you you told that. It it is underappreciated this scene because we've seen it so much. It's pretty much the original scene that we've we've ever seen from this movie, the very first. And that gets lost on a lot of people because then they kind of just see this scene as it is. And then when they watch the movie, then they just know it as, okay, this is the, this is that one scene, but they don't remember how much it meant to them the first time that they saw it. Even something as little as, you know, Ezra Miller just taking a step backwards and then all this visual effects lightning is going on around him, but he's not doing anything spectacular. He's just stepping backwards and that manipulation of time is setting off all this electrical currents. And it's one of those things where you're like, wow, that's just so impressive how that character is just like that. Like, I don't have to do anything different. I just, I'm going to take a step back and like look that's at That's just thing. what the power is. Yeah. And there's something that you just kind of are in awe about and you kind of look at it and you kind of take it in. And there's a lot about that in this movie, not even just scenes that were in the theatrical cut and they made it in here. So when you see it, you just kind of go, oh yeah, that's a scene from the, the original version. I remember that. Okay, that's fine that it's still here. But it's also the ones that are the expectations, the ones that are expected from the Snyder cut, if you will, where it's like, okay, here's um, Cyborg you know, learning how to fly, something like that. You're like, there's a scene that we've been expecting kind of thing and not being like, okay, that checks the box of, okay, I see the scene. It's like, but we're missing what it means for Cyborg to, to come this far with his, with his life, the life that he has now and seeing it with someone who's brand new to it, who's never been through all the, you know, turmoil on the internet for this movie and and the behind the scenes nightmare that it was for someone who gets to sit down and enjoy this movie from start to finish as a story and not thinking of it as some pop culture phenomenon they get to just enjoy this really nice cyborg story they get to enjoy this really nice flash moment for what it is and and those little details of you know Ezra Miller being like oh wait a minute my character is now understanding what this means that you're throwing this object and that you threw the object. And this person who's standing here isn't just a person. It's, it's a symbol that, that everyone knows around the country and it's the Batman. It's like (laughs) some sort of like cryptid yet vigilante all in one, just standing in this room. And now you're here and you're asking me these questions for what? And, you know, Ezra has a really high regard for the Flash character. I remember um, that they even worked on a draft with Grant Morrison back in the day uh, that they wanted to pitch for the Flash movie. And it really highlights how much Ezra cares about the character. But yeah, it's um, it's a magnificent minute that we have here. It's, it's something that we have to appreciate. And I think... Just the the look of Ben Affleck here as 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 I'm watching the minute, who he is, like how he's designed to be Bruce Wayne, just feels like it's not Ben Affleck anymore. You know what I mean? Like 
He's completely turned into a character. That's what I'm going to ask you. And I feel like I've asked you, and maybe I didn't ask you it before, or, you know, back in years ago. Um, when, when this character model of this, this Bruce Wayne in this particular suit, the, the three-piece that he's got on, and the whole, like, Mr. Monopoly, I, I'm pretty sure he had a three-piece suit on in Dawn of Justice when he... When, when when Superman was at the Capitol and there was those couple scenes of him like opening up the mail and, and watching what was on TV, I feel like he had a three-piece suit on, but I don't know. My question was, does the three-piece suit look too silly? He didn't wear it to that Friends of uh, the Metropolis Library event. Um, is it too much? No, right? I mean, there are multiple images of bruce wayne in a three-piece suit and it just seems like yeah it's like a little more bruce timmy he has that wider frame he's a big dude i mean he's got muscles um but i don't know i guess he had a three-piece suit on at the funeral you know Um, maybe we just didn't see it like in big motion and we're just now seeing like full form of a vest and coat he the the only other time is is him whether he's visiting his mother's grave or at Clark Kent's grave at the end of the movie um we have seen him in similar attire um and towards the end of the movie he was doing it my thought process would be that maybe they wanted kind of like that trench coat looking Bruce Wayne to show up you know you don't want him in just the the two piece suit or a sport coat. Or three, yeah. three, I mean, like, I understand. No, wait, this is three-piece. Under- technically, it would be four-piece. One, two, three. No, this is a three-piece suit. Four, but the vest no, counts as no four-piece suit. Yeah, but this... Okay. Three-piece is, is one thing, but four-piece too many? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. There's no four-piece suit unless it's, it's like... One, two, maybe you three, get the hat four. with it or something. <laughs> what are you counting for? What are you... The pants so count as an item. Jacket, vest, pants, three-piece suit. And trench coat. No, that's Big just coat. a coat. But there's also a vest. I don't know if the coat... Oh, that's... man, that's a good question. I don't know if like, if when the coat is coming with the three-piece suit... Because there's the jacket, which is the suit. But this is the suit. Jacket. Or the jacket. Yeah. Or this... So then, the trench is the coat, coat is... the fourth piece? The coat is the fourth piece. I don't know if I've ever heard four-piece suit. <laughs> We're gonna make it. We're gonna. This is like what Kramer was doing. Now I get Seinfeld. <laughs> um, so yes, but what is? I'm not mad about it. I am just like the it's, silhouette it's a new, of the character. It's a new suit, you know. Yeah, it's it's the it's the design of the character thems of you know if you're if you're creating this concept art for this scene to happen, and you're like, okay, yeah, well, Bruce Wayne's gonna be sitting here, and they're like, okay, well, what's the character wearing as they walk across the room? And it would be like, well, he's wearing a big coat because it's Batman. It's Bruce Wayne. They wouldn't just have him wearing the suit that he would wore at the gala or anything like that. Because having, you know, your actor walk around in just that suit doesn't create as much of a eye-catching, like, symbol as much as Bruce Wayne in the coat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I mean, if he was just in, you know, what we were going to call the two-piece suit... 
um, that's just more like business, right? Business Batman, business business casual Batman. Not, and even uh, look at Wayne the silhouette of him Batman. throwing that battering with the coat blowing flared, in the wind, flailed out. Yeah. yeah, that is part of you know the shape of the character that you're creating, and you want to have that kind of cape flowing as if it is the Batman throwing it. Yeah. It does, yeah, I mean, you are supposed to see it in, that's it right there. Like, that's his cape. I mean, plain and simple, black and white, fizzy lifting drink, bumped into the ceilings, wash him down. And it's you really good, see the the gray hairs on the side, like the Bruce Wayne, yeah, like, gray hair. This is a really um, excellent minute, and um, it's one of those things that I appreciated more over time. Um, and it, it kind of lost all of the big Hollywood fanfare flair for me because I see it as more in story of Barry Allen deducing that this is Batman and, and, and Batman showing who he is to this, to this guy. Um, I think even in comic books, it gets downplayed. I mean, you re- let's look at the reference here, which is Justice League War or Volume 1 of Justice League New 52. And you have, you know, Bruce Wayne admitting that Batman is Bruce Wayne to what? Green Lantern or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it becomes a quick like, oh, you're Bruce Wayne. Oftentimes when we read such a moment in comic books, it doesn't matter um, what story it is. When that reveal usually happens, we just go, OK, so the character found out it's Bruce Wayne. And we kind of just continue reading on through the story, and it's it's you know yeah. it loses its kind of gravitas of like and this we're moment. Expecting it, yeah. The only like time people it just get comes like along with the intro, yeah. And the only time people have ever been like more like I don't know celebratory about such as a moment is maybe like the uh, Batman slash Superman or Superman Batman. The one that was uh, drawn by Jay Lee, I want to say. Do you yeah, remember which one? Um, he did the covers for. Oh yeah, he did a he did like the first arc or so. But I think it's yeah. Superman slash Batman or something like that. And um, um, I, it, I believe it was Batman slash Superman. I think they went alphabetical on that one. Okay, and it has that Wonder Woman who's like trying to like introduce herself, and she makes them hold the lasso to like tell their names, and you know. Clark Kent says Clark Kent Kal-El and the Batman just says I'm Batman and it's supposed to be like okay this is who he thinks he is that's like one of those identity reveals that people are more like oh this is so memorable and this is trying to do that as well it's trying to be like here's a reveal of the person's identity but let's do it in a way that hasn't really been done before or a way that we think would be interesting and that's all that matters because a lot of times when Batman movies have their it's time to reveal who I am. It's a lot a lot of times it's taking the cowl off and being like, "Oh, I know this person's face. It's Bruce Wayne. That's a big deal." Um this is a whole new way of going about it. And if you were to read this in a comic book where you just have panel after panel of just Barry Allen looking at the Batarang and looking back and looking at it and just being like, "You're the Batman." Like it's just an interesting way to to create that concept of how do you reveal that identity without just being like, I have to be honest with you, I'm 
I am Bruce yeah. Wayne. It's like it's like without putting on a cost, like without like doing the yeah. whole here, let me put on my hood. Like, oh, that's the s- signal. We gotta you know, like things where it's like I guess it's camp on when when it falls yeah. into that, but And you you're know, doing two things uh, at once. Revealing Batman's identity and also showing off Flash's power so he can do the whole like let me stare at it for forty five seconds. <laughs> yeah. And then grab it. Which is they do the three D effect again. Where he just kind of grabs the battering and the battering is like right there at the screen, which I don't know. Now that 3D has lost its edge, like its gimmick, like you don't like this isn't a movie meant to be seen in 3D, and there's it's not sold in a 3D format or anything like that. It's not doing it for the 3D gimmick. It's just doing it for the 3D effect itself. It's nice. It it looks really nice because. Especially in this scene here, or this little shot right here, where he grabs a battering, Batman is already in the background. And Ezra's character is not. But then when Ezra grabs the battering, then they're now in the background. They're the background. The battering yeah. is the foreground. And so there's three layers that gets created here. It's just and really it's good focusing. Really good, Great. just. 3d shot there great great composition great amazing shot um honestly it's this minute is so much more meaningful now um after being able to analyze it and 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 look at it and see it for what it is and take you know 20 plus minutes to actually see body language and and appreciate it um you know Sometimes you just want to slow down and, and watch minutes or watch movies uh, minute by minute and see it. No, you don't. Um, but yeah, it's pretty <laughs> cool. I, I I enjoy this minute so much more now um, than I did ever previously. I mean, it has so much more weight to it now for me. It really does uh, because I do see like some of my favorite parts are the close up on Barry's face as it as it pushes into him and he's looking back at at bruce and and the the wheels are turning mm-hmm. and then that idea is just like well he knows about the legend of this vampire man in gotham city yeah and that is like just that idea alone is is what is so big about it all that's the world building that i think we as fans really just want i mean yes we want good storytelling and and you know a, a cool action sequence and original stories or whatever but clearly reading the room from just all of these things even the past 10 years 11 years of superhero new aged movie making what's the biggest thing you want is world building shared universe yeah and yes that is a loaded thing to ask for but when you pull it off you can pull it off you know it it creates memories here's a movie where it pulls it off I think it breaks just, boundaries. Is that what you said? No, it creates memories. Like it, like oh, <laughs> cre- it does both. It does break boundaries, but it also creates memories. It creates memories because then you guys can, you know, you and whoever you, you know, enjoy watching those stories with, you guys go, oh, remember Endgame when that came out in theaters? Oh, remember like Dawn of Justice and Wonder Woman shows up, and it's like we all remember these big moments. Even this version of the movie coming out is a memory of, of, of world building as they established Darkseid, as they establish all these other things about it. And it just becomes that because it, it's so successful when it works out. 
And it happens already even when I do watch this movie, like in its entirety. And I start to look back at some of the minutes that we've talked about. Like when Bruce Wayne is in the Icelandic village and we see that, that Nordic ritual that's hanging on the on the uh, archway as he enters in. I, I've noticed things like that again and I appreciate for when, the times we talked about it and all these other moments that we've um, discussed. Um, and I remember this minute here because when this was the first minute that we had seen at the Comic-Con sneak peek, he's also wearing the Black Freighter t-shirt, which is a, a you know a reference to the comic within the Watchmen uh, you know, comic and the movies, so that they really wanted to do that story. And I remember that being another thing that people saw here. And it's just one of those things like, oh, yeah, I remember back then that was what we were picking apart, like just the small things back then because that's all we had. And, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, there's that Black Freighter shirt. It means nothing, but it establishes the world around us a little bit. And we all kind of remember those days when that's all we talked about. and. Didn't right. know that there was going to be so much behind the scenes drama. So um, that's There's all I one, have for this uh, one. Go for one, it. One last thing, and it's really nothing. Like kind of since you brought up the Black Freighter T-shirt, um, after um, Barry catches the Batarang and the shot goes back to um, Batman and him, you know, I guess you know being amazed at what he just saw or relieved. Also think that this dude saw this before, like half asleep in a dazed state. So like he, barring that, like setting that aside, alone, like whatever things Batman is, is processing in his mind, he's setting aside what he just witnessed of, of this, this, this kid catching this Batarang and this blue lightning and, and speed. This dude saw this before. And then we, you know, get that little head nod later on in the movie of, you know, Batman saying, like, Barry was right there. Like, I saw it. But, like, seeing that power firsthand and, like, remembering, like, oh, my, this is it. This is, this is, oh, snap. That's got to be really cool. But the thing I wanted to point out, on Barry's desk, there's a little picture of uh, Nikolai Tesla sitting on, like, a little stand. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of cool. Little little head nod to uh, electricity. <laughs> thank you tesla for all you've done for us the person not the shitty company but anyways uh yeah it's 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 really nice especially when he's like so you're fast and it's like thinking uh, okay well he's seen the video he's seen the surveillance he's also had the premonition and like him trying to be like well what is his abilities besides other options being teleportation time travel in which in in Barry's case both would be the answer um but uh yeah it's it's always interesting to think about like how Bruce Wayne has been trying to like wrap his head around these metahumans that are all around him cuz i mean he still needed time to understand Wonder Woman's whole thing and that gods exist and all these other you know questions that he has who is the aquaman like where does he come from some underwater civilization called Atlantis, like a man who doesn't believe in a higher power having to wrap his head around all these other things and now aliens from apocalypse. So just 
crazy to think about. In over his head. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and wrap it up for today. Um, if you guys enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minutes and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society, where you can join us to talk about today's minute or any minutes you guys are catching up on. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow for minute number 94 of Zack Snyder's Justice League.